This is your Yahoo Finance Market Watch. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. This is Yahoo Finance Daily, a daily update on the top business, finance, and stock market news from around the world. Let's jump into today's stories. Stocks turned positive Wednesday, with all three major stock indexes pushing higher during the afternoon session, following a report that Congress might reach a short-term agreement to raise the government borrowing limit and prevent a default. The Nasdaq paired earlier losses to trade in slightly positive territory Wednesday afternoon, with investors swooping in to buy a dip in tech and growth stocks. The index had been down by as much as 1.2% earlier in Wednesday's trading day. Both the S&P 500 and Dow also gained, cutting losses after Bloomberg reported that Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell was set to offer Democratic lawmakers a deal to temporarily raise the government debt ceiling through November. Earlier, the three major indexes had been lower, as concerns over inflation and spiking energy and commodity prices outweighed optimism over the pace of the economic recovery. So far in October, equities have seesawed between steep gains and losses, with investors struggling to ascertain whether the economic and policy backdrop will be supportive enough for risk assets to prevent a repeat of September's volatility. The CBOE Volatility Index, or VIX, has jumped to hold above 20 after spending much of the summer in the mid-teens. It's unclear what October holds. I have a big question market in my mind. Could it be the ugly sequel to September? Christina Hooper, Invesco U.S. Chief Global Market Strategist, told Yahoo Finance Live on Tuesday. Certainly, what we've seen thus far is that any time there is a sell-off, investors are quick to move in and find opportunities, she added. I would assume that we're likely to see more volatility going forward as we anticipate the Fed's tapering announcement. And so, that creates an announcement where investors can dollar-cost average on down days in areas where they would like to, and where they're interested in adding exposure. This is probably not the only sell-off we'll see for October. One of the primary concerns for markets has been around inflation. With prices of goods and services rising for both businesses and end-users, as demand remains elevated and supply chain constraints continue to weigh. Traders have been waiting to see whether these persistent issues ultimately drag on economic activity and corporate profits, with details on the latter set to come into focus with the unofficial start of third-quarter earnings season next week with the big banks. At least for now, the latest batch of economic data has been largely upbeat on the state of the U.S. economy. 
Durable goods orders, retail sales, and purchasing managers' indices tracking activity across both the U.S. manufacturing and services sector have all recently topped expectations. However, this data has also brought copious signs of inflation. A sub-index tracking prices paid by suppliers rose in the Institute for Supply Management's latest services index, and personal consumption expenditures rose at the highest annual rate since 1991, based on government data released last week. It's not a surprise that the world's stagflation is coming back into everybody's vernacular. Energy prices are going up. These cargo ships are stacked up on both sides of the coast. Shortages of everything. And those prices are going up. But the core news is good, Simeon Hyman, ProShares Advisors' head of investment strategy, told Yahoo Finance Live on Tuesday. Is there going to be a little bit of inflation? Probably. Are rates going to go up? Just with tapering? Almost absolutely, Hyman added. But will there be a contraction of economic activity? Very unlikely. The economy is likely to remain pretty strong. For more live coverage of business, finance, and stock market news, please visit yahoofinance.com. We'll be back tomorrow morning with your daily update. So until then, thanks for listening. Spoken Layer Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.